0: here today to share so many things with you. So Listen, Give is starting a new chapter in its uh, infancy stages. As you know, we started out December 21st with a launch with uh, Danny Simmons and Alicia Keith, a nonprofit organization, Keep a Child Alive, and several other nonprofit organizations. So uh, right now, we're going to begin the show with Mr. Logan, who will be joining us shortly. And what do you know, Mr. Logan is right here. Hello, Mr. Logan. How are you today? I'm doing great. That's wonderful, wonderful. So we've got a really great show for them today. I'm really excited because we have two amazing guests, which is Richard Danilia of the Melange uh, media Group, and also Kalina Shoemate of the Makeup Platform. And the reason why these guys are really so amazing is because Richard Vanilla will be sharing with all of the creative professionals out there as well as people on a professional level in general um, the best way to put themselves out there, their brand, marketing their business, helping to them develop their business. But as you know, Jay, we focus on more of the artist, the filmmaker, the producer, musicians, you know, entrepreneurs, and, and people like that, and also the charities that they focus on and support. So with that right. said, you know, let, let's, let's get right into things today. So, Jay, what is the latest news today? There wasn't that much news today. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, wasn't it that, wasn't that much news today, but...
0: Sorry about that, Jay. It's technical
2: difficulties. <laughs>
1: you said it no, wasn't okay. that much that was, news that was, today. Yeah, it wasn't really that much news today, but there was a little gizmo gadget that came uh, that's available for people who scuba dive or people who like to take pictures underwater on their phones. And um, I, I saw this great little thing. If you have an iPhone uh, 4 or iPhone 4S, you can put it in this little container box that's waterproof. And um, you can take snapshots from, you know, underwater. I believe it's called a T TAT7. And I thought it was great because, you know, like most times I've lost a couple of phones. I don't know if you have, gale to water damage. And I know the insurance, some insurance companies, they do not cover if your phone is water damaged or humidity gets into your phone. And I ran into a problem with Apple one time they said that they didn't. They wouldn't cover my phone because it had water damage, and I was saying, "Well, I I didn't, you know, I didn't drop it in the water or anything. Um, I I didn't get spray any water on it, but by me being in a humid humid part of the country, somehow water got into the phone, and I had to buy a whole new phone. So this new, this, moving right along, this TAT7 case is great because it's waterproof. You can drop it. You can take it underwater. You can even take pictures uh, underwater, and I think you guys should check it out. Our listening audience, it, it's just great. It's like It doesn't hardly weigh anything, and I think you can enjoy and protect your phone with this new case.
0: Well, Jay, can you tell our audience members where they might be able to find this case at? Uh, sure. You can
1: go to uh, TAT7.net. That's t a t seven dot net, and uh, I mean it's, it's, this thing is great. It, it looks like some from Star Trek or something, Gail. I mean, it really really looks out of out of this world. So I think you know I'm going to get one of these things. I'm going to try it out, and um, maybe on Christmas, uh, Gail, I can send one to you.
0: <laughs> well, you know you know what I'd rather have for Christmas. We've talked about this. I want the iPad three, and you know let's do it before Christmas, okay? If you don't mind. Yeah,
1: um, you know, it seems like by that time they probably have one of these cases for an
0: iPad three because I can see the iPad three having the no, same no, no, okay, I don't want the I don't want the case, darling. I want the actual. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want the case. I can always get a case. I, I want the actual iPad. You know. Okay, oh, so, so you
1: wouldn't let me slip out. Of, you wouldn't let me slip out of that. So I got to get the iPad three. I understand.
0: I tried to get out yeah, of it, but uh, I know that that's not going to help it. No, not at all. Right. Now, so. Uh, one thing I wanted to share with everyone. Now I know, okay, we we don't do senior citizens on here, but I think it's only fair uh, that we start sharing with the c- senior citizens. Jay, don't laugh, okay, please don't laugh. But with uh, okay. something called the Geek Squad, AARP is teaming up to give seniors technical assistance. Okay, so Best Buy's Geek Squad, Geek Squad, and AARP have announced a new program that's going to be designed to help seniors make the most of their technology. And I think this is important because a lot of our seniors are active online, but sometimes they fall into situations where they don't know how to interact with the computer or something like that. And, you know, I still say the economy, the way the economy is, is something else for them to purchase, but it's 169 per year, and it includes product discounts and support calls and everything, and they also can receive phone, online, and in-store advice from the Geek Sports. I think that's really cool, especially if you're a senior citizen who has the latest things. I even, when my mom was in the hospital, I saw elderly people with the iPad. They was not actually a lot better than I did. I think that's a little unfair, Jay. Well,
1: they're good now. They know they have to keep up with the times, and they have the time to learn all the tricks and the ins and outs of the iPad. You know, me and you, we have a busy day, so mostly the older, older, wonderful younger older people have time to mess with the toys
0: and stuff. So that's why there's so much <laughs> evidence. <editing. laughs> and then the other thing that you know I wanted to share about is there's now a new social network for mm-hmm. uh families coping with um autism. Okay? Ah And I think that's so important because we don't realize how many people are actually have children that are dealing with autism. And we may think and, and, and you know since we focus on education and children as well as musicians, a lot of musicians are going into the schools and working with special education children that are dealing with autism or you know disabilities of some kind. So through music, it's, uh, it's been shown that kids do very well who have special needs through music. And autism is one of those areas where musicians, um, artists, filmmakers, and the like have shown that they have children with autism seem to have that that gift of creating things in that area it's almost like when we we lose one sense of ourselves we gain another so for for those of you who are looking to find out more about this for families who are coping with autism you can go to uh, com. that's m y a u t i s m T E A M dot com, myAutismTeam dot com. Now Jay, you know what piece of news I'm ready to get on to, and we're going to probably have to stop and get right back to it, and that's about going to college. You know, that mm-hmm. really you know, that really is, you know, seeing this article, everyone out there, is a college degree worth the money, okay? Student debt. I mean, Jay, I couldn't believe it. In the U.S., recently reached one trillion. I mean, you know, we both have family members that are children, daughters, whatever have you. I mean, what are your thoughts, Jay?
1: I just, I'm just, I'm just wondering because I'm wondering if the kids, does these kids ever pay back their debt? You know, a lot of times they go to college, and then you got the situation where when they get out of college, what do you do? Are the jobs there when they get out of college? They're still in debt. They can't repay the debt. So what choices do you make? Uh, should I go to college and be in debt when I get out of college? Or should I just go for it and jump into the job force right now and work my way up the ladder and then go to college after I can afford to go to college? Just <laughs> 22.
0: And, you know, well, didn't to be like that before. Exactly. So you, you know, it's really interesting. I, I know. I agree. I mean, what's really also happening, too, is it's becoming, you know, in our country, this, this – the um, article was from the Guardian in the UK and over mm-hmm. in the London area. But what's interesting is they're talking about the U.S. debt, and what's also interesting is our country is definitely becoming a country of have and have nots. I don't want to get into the political thing because I'm not into politics, but it's getting mm-hmm. to the point that even adults who are going back to school. No one, the work environment out there is not a lot. It's real. It's really getting down to having your own business, outsourcing, uh, or you know developing some kind of say tech company or, you know, just in choosing what you enjoy and going for it because the debt is unbelievable. But, you know, Jay, we're going to have to hold on to this conversation because we have our next guest out, Mr. Richard Bonilla, okay, of the Melange oh, okay. Group. All right. So we are going to bring him on right now and introduce him just to give you a little background, folks. Mr. Bonilla is with the Melange Group. And he is currently, okay, he is current we'll see what happens here. He is currently on with us. And Mr. Beniglia, Mr. Beniglia,
2: how are you?
0: Yeah,
2: I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Yes,
0: yeah, yes, we can.
2: Oh, All right,
0: great, uh, Let's see if you can drown out any noise that may be there. But how are you today?
2: I'm doing good, no complaints.
0: That's great. So, Richard, you know, for our audience, they don't know much about you. And I see mm-hmm. that you have just launched the Melange Media Group. So can you just share with us for a few seconds about what the Melange Media Group is
2: about? Uh, sure, definitely. Uh, so Melange Media Group is a social media manager, marketing, and branding company. And just in short, what we do is we manage brands on social media uh, as far as, you know, with their marketing through Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we primarily focus on Facebook, Twitter, and Foursquare. Um, Pinterest is the newest social media platform that's actually sticking, and um, for the most part, we are the voice of the client on social media.
0: Okay. Okay, so you know that um, since we you know that you deal with entrepreneurs and so forth, one of the things we'd love to ask you if we can get right in there with you is, um, you know, there's a, I heard you say you are the voice of the client, Okay. And yep. as you know, Richard, in these days and times, they're often telling So does that mean when you say you're the to the client, you're actually out there working on behalf of your client, writing the information out there for them and putting it out to their audience? Or are you supporting yep. the client and getting the information out? That's really interesting. Uh, so then my yep. question to you is, it, you know, we've often been told that it's best for the client to speak directly to their audience rather than having someone speak on behalf of them. Can you share with what the benefit is? Because I know there's great benefits in having your company, you know, do this for clients. Can you share with us like what the process is for your company? Like even support creative individuals who are, you know, up and coming artists, you know, filmmakers, producers, and so forth. How you would go about helping them?
2: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, well, as you said before, talking about in regards to being the voice of the client, uh, you know, one of the benefits of having, say, a social media company that does that, that manages your brand uh, is, is cost-effectiveness. So instead of hiring somebody, you know, internally and having that person do it, uh, it's sometimes more cost-effective to do it that way. Uh, but for someone, you know, at the same time, too, there are some people that just want us to consult for them and to share with them what they should say what they should not say because, uh, you know, it's a little bit of like you could say it's a little bit of PR, um, a, a little bit of knowing what to say to a person on Twitter or Facebook or, you know, sometimes it's not just if we, if we have a client that has a, a specific brand and, you know, if, if it talks a certain way, uh, we have to learn everything about that brand and kind of talk talk as that brand as well um, on a social media site. So for somebody, let's say an artist or somebody that wants to develop themselves, uh, they're definitely going to, uh, you know, it, the great thing is you are your brand, so regardless of what, whoever you are and what you're doing, um, nobody, definitely nobody communicates better than you. But at the same time, uh, I think that people at, just don't know how to uh, communicate properly on the social media site. So that's what we really help, help them with. We help them with what to say, what not to say. There's something that you may say that may sound great in your head, uh, but then when you say it on, on the social media end, uh, it could actually hurt you. So we, we do, uh, do a lot of those things as well. So um, yeah, Richard.
1: Richard, this is this is Jay. How are you doing today?
2: Okay. I'm good. How are you? I was
1: wondering, do you help your clients uh, put their brands out? And yes. if you do, if, if you do that, could you explain how, how
2: you go about that? Okay. So how do we get the, how do we get their brand out to the public? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's we when we initially sit down with a client. Uh, we always ask them, you know, what they're looking to do. So if, if it's a if it's a personality or a personal brand, you know, maybe they have a book or music or something that they want to they want to get out there. Uh, we start actually, you know, ask them various questions that helps us understand better what their audience is, and then we start, you know, looking at those people on Twitter, on Facebook, targeting the, targeting with them, engaging with those people, and you know, finding top influencers, people that have high influence within the social media. Uh, world, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook, et cetera, engaging with those people, and by engaging with them, uh, that helps uh, what we call top influencers. Uh, not the exact word, but basically amp- amplify your, your brand. So, you know, if somebody has, you know, three thousand, five thousand followers and they're interacting with you, uh, they're just multiplying whatever you say, and, and they make they make you look better as well. So, as far as getting them out there, um, you know, we we just help them interact with various people and, and target people demographically and geographically. Uh, based on who their clientele would do.
0: Wonderful,
2: wonderful. Hmm.
0: Well, you know, one of the things uh, I'd like to know, also, Richard. You know, and you know, when you're dealing with artists and filmmakers and producers and people like that, even Jay is a producer. He doesn't have time. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And yep. you're dealing with the creative creative entity, entity, which is really out there to support artists in getting their music out there and so forth. Okay. And they really, mm-hmm. really want to engage and you know, really want to engage in their audi- you know, with their audience. Okay. Mm-hmm. My question to you is in engaging with the audience, it's, it's one thing to have them engage with their audience, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do you yep. think gets in the way of a lot of artists and filmmakers not just in having their ga- their audience engage and take a look at it, but actually also like their Facebook page or actually purchase their album? What stands between engaging and and having their you know, fan be in um, action around purchasing something or taking an action around liking the Facebook page or responding to them on Twitter or whatever have you? What do you think about yep. that?
2: Um, yeah, I, I think that the balance is like, uh, like 80-20. So, you know, a majority of times you're, you're 80, 80% of the time you're giving, you're giving content, you're uh, giving who you are and what you're doing. And because people follow you because they like you and because they like your brand and because they want to learn more about your brand and what you're doing. That's the, that's the main reason why anybody follows you. Uh, so, you know, what you're doing is you're giving back to your audience. You're engaging with them. You're giving content, et cetera. Uh, but, but, you know, 20% or less is, is pitching, which is because, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously we're all in this to, to make money or to generate uh, funds for our businesses or, you know, for a music' on this lines. so every once in a while your audience is not going to be upset if you are you know quote unquote pitching them," which means you know saying things like, "Oh, my album is out, you know, listen to it here," or oh special special today uh you know first 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 five downloads are free or or first five downloads are x y z money, and just kind of sending that if you're doing that all the time uh you'll you annoy your audience yeah you, you'll you annoy your audience and your audience will um, you know, start unfollowing you because you're a real high. Okay, a guy just wants to sell me on something. But if you ge- if you're genuinely giving them things and sharing content, interacting with them, they realize you're a real person who cares, uh, which which we all are, right? Then um, and, it, and, you, and when you start asking for things, they'll they'll turn around and say, "Hey, you know, i'll follow I'll get your album, I like you out. of my luck
0: here. Interesting. That's very very interesting. So um, so you do you do help people uh, in, in the creative arena actually show the difference between just engaging the person and putting them into action on it, like, like we talk about it in marketing, call to action. Yes. Okay, great. Jay, I know you had a question.
1: Yes, Richard. Uh, my next question was, what happens if you say you send out tweets for the
2: artist and they're not available to respond to questions of their followers? Okay. Well, and, and once again, so that that's the importance of having somebody who's doing the social, having a social media manager. Uh, because what I found, what we found over the years that just work of our clients is people do have, have the capability of doing social media, but sometimes they're just too busy and they can't be consistent and persistent enough. And when you can't be persistent and consistent enough, you can't build the momentum, uh, you know, keep doing things over and over again, getting the compound effect to kick in, to build that momentum to start getting people really talking about you. So, That's the reason why if a person finds themselves that they cannot on an ongoing basis interact with people, et cetera, that they should start looking into uh, work with somebody that's going to manage their social media. Hmm.
1: Interesting.
2: Interesting. So, um, you
0: know, one of the the other questions I have is then when we hire, you know, hire a great company like what you have um, yourself, Richard, what do we do? Do we... So there's different ways you work. So can you share with us the ways you would work with, let's say, an artist or filmmaker or someone in education? Like, do you work in um, the following ways? Do you work in ways like, well, you know, you'll set up the tweets or you'll set up the information that they want put out there and they respond to it later? Or do you set up with they have you do both? Or, you know, or do you um, set it up where you can teach them how to do
2: uh everybody is different in a sense majority of times we're handling everything unless the person says hey i can be more involved and then we figure okay you can do this we can do this uh so majority of times we'll be with a client we sit down with them you know we go over tell us the demographic of your audience you know describe your audience to us and then that gives us a picture of who we're looking for and then we just we're everything's about course corrections we sit down with reports on a weekly basis and we look at course correction you know we see we can tell uh, you know Knee-jerk reactions We can tell when, when we say something It works We can tell That when we say this People unfollow them So because we have Those numbers We can you know Make course corrections And really streamline Their individual brand Because although A lot of There's a lot of Social media strategies You have to customize The strategies To each individual brand Because they are different
0: That's really good To hear um, Something you said That's very important Richard That you distinguish Between the brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's very, very and um, you know, uh, Jay, do you have another question for Richard? Yeah,
1: I wanted to follow up, Gail, on the question about the the people out there that need management. Richard, does do you offer that service? Do you offer social management
2: service? Uh, yes, we do. Okay. And, and so, and we can, uh, you know, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Richard. I was going to give our website and our Twitter, and if people wanted to, you uh, know, they could engage with us that way, that's okay with you. Please do so. Sorry, yes,
0: did you so
2: get
0: so that? Please, please share. Yeah, okay, you sure. Share you're me? not a problem. Yep. Please share that yep.
2: Right yep. So you can, Not a problem. So you can find us. Our uh, website is melangemediagroup.com. It's M as a Mary, E L as a Larry, A N as a Nancy, G E. Uh, MediaGroup.com, and our our Twitter is We Mix well. Uh You can follow us there for the various things we're doing for our clients.
0: One of the things I want to say to the audience about Richard's group, I mean, first of all, I mean, I, Richard, I've known you for a while, so he's excellent in what he does for a living and his group uh, of professionals and partners that work with him. And I must tell you, I love the color. So when you said... Uh, at remix we Well. It's so perfect. I love the way you aligned yourself and created your brand. Oh,
2: thank you so much.
0: And it really speaks to you. So, Richard, um, it, would you give out what is whether they're an entrepreneur, whether they're a large business, whoever they are, would you give them one tip to walk away with when they're creating their brand and their online presence? Oh,
2: uh, definitely. Be yourself. Uh, first off, own your brand. So I know a lot of people sometimes they register a really cool name on Twitter or something like that, but in reality, uh, your name is a brand, so definitely make sure you own your name, even if you're not going to do anything initially with it. Uh, be yourself. Be genuine. Uh, people can people can sense fakeness through social media. And uh, when, you're, when, you, when you're yourself, you attract people that are similar, uh, that I genuinely like you, and that are going to see that when, when, when they're talking to you through Twitter and then you show up, they show up at a live event and they, they meet you, they're going to realize that, You're the same person on and off social media, and that's very important.
0: Well, thank you, Richard. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being so on point and really, you know, answering questions so specifically for our audience today. And if you want to reach Richard Fenelia, please reach him also at WeMixWell. It's on twitter at we mix well w e m i x w e l l and also richard Ganelia as well, which is um at r i c h a r d b o n as a nancy i l l a and also of course melange media you're going to love the color that he has i mean i was taken in completely by the colors. So, Richard, again, thank you. And you have given, in such a short period of time, you have given us something to look at.
2: Yes. Well, I, I, first and foremost, I definitely appreciate you guys about me on, on the call. Anything I can do, I, I definitely do appreciate it.
0: Okay. Have a wonderful day, Richard, and a wonderful weekend.
2: All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Well, wow, folks, It's it's like Grand Central
0: Station here, Jay. We have our next guest on, so it's ready to start with Kalina Shoemate of the Makeup Platform. So I want to say a little bit about Kalina. Kalina Shoemate is an amazing entrepreneur, a woman of just incredible tenacity, a woman who really is very passionate about what she brings to being a beauty expert. For her, beauty is not on the outside. We hear this all the time with makeup artists, but we had another woman on earlier uh, this month. And the, what's amazing about women like Kalina is they they make such a difference with women. When women leave the cheer from Kalina's shoemate, they're not like, oh, I, got a makeup, I have on makeup for an afternoon or whatever. Kalina is going to share, since she works specifically in the creative field for creative professionals, and she does a lot for women and young women. She's going to share with us the causes that are close to her heart and how she's trying to support other women in urban areas to lift themselves up within the inside and share their own creativity to the public at large, and also how what she does for a living how she's created, how she's turned her expertise into a place where women can come and find their beauty on the inside, which speaks to their goals and things that they want to create on the outside. So without further ado, we're going to bring on Ms. Kalina Shoemate. Kalina, how are you? Hello. I'm saying hello Hello. from California,
3: Los Angeles.
0: How are you? We're doing fine. Well, Jay is based in San Francisco, so if you have great weather out there, Kalina, I'm not going to be... Hi, Jay. How are you? Don't.
1: Hi, Kalina. Yep, we have great weather, so I don't want to rub it in her jail. jail because
0: she's sensitive about that. <laughs> yes, I, I am quite sensitive about that. Since Kalina's out there in the Los Angeles sun. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm happy to be
3: on. Thank you so much for having me on this afternoon. Oh.
0: And we're definitely happy to have you here. So, Kalina, I I don't know if you've got a chance to hear a little bit about Richard, but, you know, if you don't mind, we're going to go right into the questions with our audience with you. Okay.
3: Thank you. Okay.
0: And, um, you know, Kalina, we know that, you know, know, we have a little bit of background with each other as, you know, friends and, and, you know, being around the business and so forth. So, you know, what we'd like to, you know, share with our audiences, you know, as a a person who is in the area of beauty, okay, what is it that you feel that is missing today for, you know, with creative artists and their image? Not just, you know, what they do for a living, whether they're an artist, a painter, a sculptor, whatever, but what is missing, you know, from their whole overall image?
3: I think what is missing is, The platform to speak from Uh, we do have lots of media right now which again this didn't exist probably like five years ago so it's getting the information out and also you get flooded with a lot of information so I think it's important to align yourself with someone who is resembling the same uh, ideals or talking the same language that you want to um, bring about yourself because I find, again, myself online, looking at different people, reading their different um, views, and that is what connects me to them, to the other person. So I, I think it's creating a way for another person to speak and to have those ideals match. Hmm. So I um, feel that, the makeup platform, which I designed in January, I would like to say, was a great way for me to um, have a vessel of information for like-minded people to speak and to share ideas and to maybe get something. You might not get all of it, but maybe that little bit will help you feel beautiful, feel enlightened, feel um, better about yourself, depending on the mood in the day. So I. Feel that doing this will create a sense of purpose for you every day.
1: Wow! Well, is, is, is the platform that you're creating is it for
3: multi
1: a multi group or is it a platform for yourself? That's the question I wanted to know. Is it for everyone to
3: to work together? Great, to, great question. To well, um, the makeup platform is in and out of beauty. And when I started to tell people about it, men and women, the men said, oh, okay, great, but this is not going to help me. And I said, well, first of all, I know you have aunts and uncles, aunts and cousins, okay. I said, well, the second thing is I really didn't want to not leave out men because it, it's people in general. So I am formulating, um, I would say, a bullet point on the makeup platform for the inner beauty or uh, I would say taking care of yourself from the inside out for all. Because obviously as soon as you hear makeup, you think it's all about women. But I really want to make sure that it is an awareness for men and for women too. Wonderful. That's great.
0: Thank you. One of the things things I want to ask Kalina is, you know, um, often, you know, so we know we we have an ideal, we think we know, our audiences think they know. What it takes for like a Beyonce or a Rihanna or the new art up and coming artist or the filmmaker or whoever it is, okay, to come out on stage and present themselves. We think all they do is get, you know, they're made up and they come out on stage. And we would love you to share with our audience how much more there is to that, especially as you being a beauty expert, you know, focusing on the inner and the outer beauty, you know, the steps that you have to take to make sure that each person in your chair, that you're that it's not even about a work of art, but that you're connecting with the inside of them to match the outside and especially to match what the endeavor is that they're going to present. Would you share exactly. with our what that's sure. about?
3: Uh, you can easily uh, sit down and not feel comfortable. And this could be from the everyday woman who I used to work with in the Bloomingdale's and the Neiman Marcus and the Macy's to a celebrity client you have to connect and, and let someone feel very comfortable again makeup is very personal thing i am touching your face i am speaking with you i'm connecting with you so once you start from that foundation it creates the next level so i'm very personable very personable very warm and i'm listening to you um That's number one. Number two is making sure they are getting what they want, because you see yourself in a certain way, in a certain light, and I want to make sure you feel comfortable. I would never, ever want someone not to feel too made up, too, oh, I'm not myself. And that's what I hear all the time, oh, I'm not myself. And I say this is you. This is you. I'm just highlighting the beauty that, as I say, you're my muse. You sit down. I'm only working on what you give me. So I always make sure someone feels comfortable. Um, Products can be from minimal to ten different products that, that I could potentially use. And it is a process. Again, if you're working with a client, you always want to make sure you're Giving them exactly what they want, but also letting them know that it's always about putting their best face forward. Always, hands down.
1: I want to ask you also. This is Jay again. When you are sure. working with when you're working with your clients, when you when you're getting ready to prepare them, do you work with their inner beauty also? When you see this great. Uh work that you're going to do on this individual, do you take both of these things in account the interviewing and the features, or do you just work from the features from the outside
3: um it's It's both it's inner and outer. you have to connect. there's no way I can start working on someone without asking how how are they doing how was their day? How was the drive to get to where we both are meeting? It could be in the studio. Or... Yeah, so it really starts with just breaking down the walls, because it, it's usually walls there, usually. And when you take that time, it, it's definitely taking the time and honing in. Because you can feel if someone's uncomfortable or um, is she going to make me look like me or like someone else. I can feel that. I can sense that. So I always make sure the other person is very comfortable. And then it's like, oh, what did you have in mind? And then we, we talk. It's a conversation. Um, when I used to work at the makeup counters, I used to say, I am, and I would actually do this. I wouldn't have to say this. I would be their girlfriend. And I would mm-hmm. get hugs and kisses at the end of the consultation always, because I want someone to feel comfortable. I know how it can be sitting in the chair, and again, the chair could be at the counter or in a studio. You're still feeling like you, the spotlight's on you, and is this person going to make me feel good? And I definitely want someone to feel good once I finish working with them. <clears throat> That's well, good Mark, to know. What?
1: I was just saying that's, that's good to know that because a lot of people, they sit in that chair, and I have some friends, and they're just so afraid. You'd be surprised when some of my my friends, women's friends, they get in the chair and they're afraid what's going to happen when they get out of the chair. And It seems like it's not a scary thing to do, but a lot of people, even though you might have a, a, a great track record, they're really afraid when they sit in the chair.
3: It's almost like going to the doctor's office. So it's good to exactly. know that you work with them. Exactly, Jay, and I don't. And it, it can be very intimidating. You can go into any well-known department store, and I think a lot of women just rush through that first floor. You know, right? You know, it's usually the door right off the street, and everyone just makes a beeline because it can be intimidating. It's it's different products, it's different price points. There's do I have to use ten products in the morning? It can be very, uh, you know, information flooded. You take the well, time were- to get to know someone and then you can actually prescribe what's best for them. Because you don't need to use everything that's out there. Even I oh, don't use
0: everything that's out there. That's for sure. And you know, that brings me to the next question, uh, Selena, which is sure. actually next two questions. You know, there are times, you know, Jay's talking about here how his friends you're talking over there, Jay, about how your friends get scared. But there are times when you, you know, a woman will come to you, and, and please don't laugh, Kalina, because I know you get things like this. They want—they don't want to just be made up. They want a makeover. It's like, you know, they come with a very thick glasses, and, you know, their hair is up in a bun, and they look like the teacher, and they come to you and say, I really want to bring the sexiness out of me. You know what I mean? Yes. What do you do in those cases? <laughs> those
3: Those cases are the most fun. Because the transformation, the the T word, the transformation happens. And usually it's letting go. It's truly just letting go and having fun. You know, you get a lot of joy when you're having fun and you're playing. And then also it's important to walk away to upkeep that look. I think that's most important because it's going to be great at the counter. Or when I'm doing it, again, in the studio, but when you are home, I want you to recreate that. It's not magic. Look I can show you. And I feel women are more empowered when they can walk away and know how to do it. It could be simple. Some women don't know how to put on a lip liner and a lip gloss. If you know how to do that at the end of our session, then my job is done. And it's always great when um, you come back to me or you call me. And say, "Oh my God! Guess what? Guess what I did yesterday? I put on the blush correctly, or my lips? I got so many compliments. That to me is it puts a smile on my face. It, it's so much fun and rewarding to hear how you created that for yourself as well. So you walk away
0: with something. Well, let me ask. You, let me ask you this. You know, you spoke about you know." Um, you know, it, again, this goes back to what Jay was saying. You know, the makeup you put on your face, and how you were talking about earlier, Clayton, how people rush in. You know, they go to the counter. You know, I know, I know that you deal with how women will rush in. You know, you've got Shiseido, you've got Clinique, you've got Mac, you've got so many different makeup uh, companies out there, and then or Covergirl or whatever, which is the cheaper. It. And then someone comes into you and just. You know, they say, oh, here, Colleen, I have all of this makeup here. This is what I use, and I need you to show me something. And they've got this, they're used to the really cheap, cheap makeup, okay?
2: How do you <laughs> take a
0: client through the process of the really cheap makeup that may even be below CoverGirl, okay, and bring them <laughs> into the 21st century?
2: Okay? Well,
0: of really, yeah. <laughs> How do you
3: take that? Well, again, sometimes, sometimes the lower end, will be the best product in the world. It, it really depends. Um, you know, your budget is going to let me know or what to show you. So if you love the CoverGirl, the Iman, or Queen Latifah's Collection, Revlon, you name it, even Target has some great brands, then I'm not going to change your mind. But I will show you perhaps if, let's say it's a liner, uh, the pigment is different. The pigment is much more stronger in a, let's say, a NARS liner. And once you see how it works, okay, let me spend the extra dollars because I know the color is much stronger. It's going to stay on better. Because most times the lower end, they they do a lot of filler. So it's not going to be the best product, but I can maybe show you how your product can work with the higher end. Because a higher, total high end the entire face and i'm not even talking skincare makeup. Uh i've i've had sales when i don't know 500 dollars. That's a lot of money. So let's work. Let's let's start off small. Maybe it's just the foundation and use your CoverGirl powder. That's fine. But you have to have i don't cut corners on like foundation. That to me, spend the money, you'll love it. it will wear nice. And most times the color is better because you'll be able to uh, try it on. So the thing about long one, you really can't try on the makeup. So that, to me, do not cut corners on. But as far as lipsticks and, and glosses, I don't mind some of the lower end. That's fine.
0: So what do you do, Kalina, when a person is bringing you, they have uh, oily skin and they bring you a very oily um, foundation, and they say, oh, Kalina, I must use this oily foundation. You're really looking at them saying, and they really don't want to, you know, they tell you they want a makeover, not to be made up of a makeover, but they want to stick with their very oily foundation and make them look like a, maybe a grease monkey, quite frankly. I've, I've seen part. that. And how, I, can, uh, you take us, can you take us through the process of what you say to your customer and how you pull them through the process to get to the other side?
3: Yeah, Well, first I ask how long have they been using it? Are they happy with the results? And let me just show you. It's better to show. I don't want to talk because talking, they probably read it, they've seen it. It, You know, it's not for me. You really need to put the product on the face. So what I would say is, all right, I know you're in love with this foundation, whatever the price is, great. Let me show you. Let me show you how it sits. And the benefits of the foundation, depending on which one I'm using, and then let's see how it looks at the end of the consultation. And most times, once you put it on, you have to put it on and let them feel it, they will walk away with it. It's really that simple because you need to see it and feel it on your skin. And the benefits, always I push the benefits of a foundation. Um, It could be the wrong type. The wrong color. Uh, how long have you had it? It's time to try something new in your makeup bag. If you've always worn it, that's great. Let's try something new. You know, it doesn't hurt to try something new. And most times, again, a woman will say, you know what, I, I do like it. Live with it and see and see how it wears on your skin.
0: My, my absolute last question, and I think Jay has one last one for you, is, What do you do when you get another question would be, oh, the person has great skin tone, they've got the the right, um, you know, foundation, you're happy with the foundation they're wearing, but their hair may be dyed like an orangey-brown, okay? This is across any culture. And they've got on a green blouse and they've got on purple lipstick that they wear every day. You take them through the same process.
3: So, I'm sorry, your question was like a color... A color
0: well, choice so, for them. Yeah, well, a color choice. You know, uh, the same scenario. You've got someone. You know, you like you're you're happy with the foundation they're wearing. Okay, they're open to the foundation everything, but they've dyed. You know, they've dyed their hair like maybe a brownish black. It's a light. It's got light brown highlights, and let's say they have on a green blouse. Okay, but their everyday lipstick. is for purple. <laughs>
3: purple. The famous purple. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Um <clears throat> I will say, how long them?
3: have they been married to this purple lipstick, and I would definitely encourage to try a softer color softer color, and maybe let's do a little bit more uh I wouldn't say dramatic, but a more definition around the eyes let let's switch it if they've always worn that lipstick it or again it's it's clashing, it's not working with you. As far as the color of your top and your hair, so let's just switch it because purple is a great color. It's just that I think that overall, it's the overall look. It's not uh, meshing. So let's soften the lip and go a little bit defined with the eye. And I would and I would try it. Just take off the lipstick and try a different color on the lips. Maybe just a softer lilac or a neutral and then do a little bit more with the eyes and let them see what that looks
0: like. Mm. It's about um, balance.
3: And and I know what you mean. The balance of the purple and the green is, is probably not working right now. However, let's try this. And more and more times women are very happy to try to see how something else looks.
0: Got it. Okay, so, do you have any other questions for um, Kalina?
1: Yes, Kalina, I have one question. And I was wondering, are
0: there any new trendy
1: things that you can share with our audience, some, some of the newer things that are happening in makeup? Uh, you can share some of the new products or something that you can tell real quickly.
3: Sure. Uh, the latest that I've seen and I've used for quite a while, but now they're repackaging, it is beauty balms. Um, BBs, BBs as they are calling them, and beauty balm is a very light treatment for the skin that you would put on after your moisturizer. Uh, it helps to tighten the pores, soften lines, radiance. And I am a fan of Clarins, so their product is called beauty balm. I've been using it for a very long time. You can use it underneath makeup or over your existing moisturizer. Uh it feels really nice it's smoothing, and it's a little extra you know it it's that little extra something that you just put put on your skin and it feels good it It's a little spa like as well so the beauty bombs are really in is that the same as a primer would you say? no primer. Yes and no. The beauty bomb that I'm referring to can be used as a primer, but most primers are really just only for foundation, to pair with foundation. This is more like a cream.
0: Okay. Well, you know, um, but the other
3: one's, are sil- the
1: other ones are silicone, right?
3: Yes, yes. And as far as lip color, I'm still seeing neutrals, lots of neutrals, letting, letting the lip, kind of uh, not be separated from the face, so very neutral browns and pinks. I always say a neutral is your lip color with one shade deeper. So it's Mm -hmm. very neutral. So you can wear any kind of eye. It looks great. You don't feel made up, but you have on something very um, sheer. So a sheer lip gloss, a very sheer um, mocha pink kind of lipstick, lip gloss. So
0: those colors are still in. Well, um, I want to thank you, Kalina. We're we're slowly running out of time. We have our next okay. guest. But I do want to ask you before you go two things. Can you let us know uh, a cause close to your heart that you support? Because I know that there are quite a few things that you're very passionate about in helping in the, in the global community. Can you share that with our audience?
3: Yes, Um the National Kidney Foundation has been very dear to my heart. Um, i would say about a year ago I raised money uh, for the National Kidney Foundation, and it was my sister and my two nieces. We helped uh, raise money in the memory of my mother, Margaret Shumate. She died of kidney failure back in 1991. So I want to set a goal for myself this year, And get a foundation going in her name and raise awareness. Uh, Kidneys do not discriminate. And a lot of people don't know what kidneys do until they stop working. So the Kidney Foundation, the National Kidney Foundation, is very important to me.
0: Well, I tell you what, when you start the foundation, please let Listen Give know and Listen Give Live Radio, and we will make sure that we make our audience in several countries aware of it.
3: Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Gail. Thank you, Jay. This has been a wonderful experience.
0: Yeah, and thank you, you, thank you so much you for for taking you know our women. Well, sorry guys, we, you know we don't <laughs> wear a lipstick. For and right now, next
3: time we'll be all about the men. We'll we'll get them in
0: yeah. the conversation somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. And hey so Kina, yes. Yeah. You're wearing lipstick, Jay? No, I
1: just I'm just trying to speak up for the guys. There, you mean know, you guys are beating us up real? You know, so. Next time
0: it'll be for me, and I'll wait for next time. Well, I tell you what, well, Jay. I'm, I'm, I, when Matt comes on, you know maybe Colleen and I can suggest a shade for you. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thanks. We'll have to
3: do and, a Skype a Skype session.
0: Okay. Exactly, and, okay. and, and you know, Colleen, instead of giving instead of giving it to them on the um, you know for the list, we'll let them use it in punk rock style and color the hair or something. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll help we'll help you with something. And Jay is bald, so you know. It'll it'll work either way. So, great. Kalina, great. Thank, you. thank you so much. And um, we will definitely have you back again. Have a wonderful day. And, if you, and folks, if you want to find out more about Kalina Shune, Kalina, can you tell us where folks can find out more about you?
3: Sure. I have a fabulous Facebook page called The Makeup Platform. And it has all my information on there. And I also do a blog. And you can follow me at Twitter
0: at Makeup Platform. Okay. Well, Kalina, thank you so much. And we'll put it out on our Facebook page and our website so people can also find you as well. Great.
3: Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your show and have a fabulous weekend.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, here comes America team, a team, machine. I'm so excited. Don't get excited when that comes on. But he's like the cool he's really like the cool guy. You know what I mean, Jay? He's like such a cool, laid back dude. So, you know That's right. I, I exactly. So w- where would we be out without Matt Forrest? The team, the theme machine. So without further ado, let's bring on Mr. Matt Forrest. Hi, Matt.
4: Good afternoon, lady lady and gentlemen. How are we doing today?
0: We are fantastic, fabulous. All of that, Matthew. Matthew, I'm so excited, I get to share with you on the air that we are relaunching the Listen, Give website on Monday, and there's going to be some other fabulous things that Jay and I and some sponsors have in mind, so we can't wait to hear what you have to share today.
4: Beautiful. Well, I kind of I kind of want to follow up with that, what the lady that was just on the show was, was speaking about, and as she was speaking, I, I had something in mind that I was going to share, and then Actually, uh, continue to express what she does, and and uh, and then right, and then I was thinking about what can I say that compliments guys, and and not not just guys, but guys and also women. Something that that everybody can kind of serve from that I that I I've applied in my life that's really worked for me in a huge way, and it's something that I just recently started to do, or I should say I've recently done, and kind of uh, continued to follow follow through on and it was suggested to me by by a good friend, and it was... Uh,
0: Matthew, Matthew, I have a quick question. Um, you okay. wouldn't be telling us that you're wearing makeup now, would you? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, man. I, um, I tried, it's just not my thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but I, I will tell you that what I did do was The suggestion was for me to for me to go down to a local salon and find out what my colors are. As being a motivational speaker and somebody that shows up on stage, and you know, it's 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 a way of performing. You know, it it was something that was suggested to me to go on stage. I mean, to go to a local salon and find what my colors are—the colors that work with my pigment, my skin tone. And this is the funniest thing I've ever heard because I never in a million years would have done this on my own volition. So I ended up, I, I never did go down to a salon, but I did find a color specialist, ironically enough, who I i happened to be standing in front of one day, and I said, what are my colors? <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I, I applied what she said to me, and I've seen some pretty drastic changes just in the way I show up in pictures, the way I feel about myself. I'm dead honest. I have never knew that people have colors. And when you wear your colors, you feel more natural. You feel more comfortable about yourself, and you feel like you. Because I believe that, you know, just like we've all been created perfectly unique, it's, you know, we also have our perfectly unique color scheme. And uh, so my tip for the day would be from everybody, go down, find a color specialist, find a salon in your town, walk in, smile on your face and say, excuse me, sir, miss, what are my colors? (laughs)
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, uh, and and oh I did God. not make that story up
0: Are you serious? You didn't make that up?
4: I did not make that up
0: <laughs> Okay every To our audience This is definitely a laugh Is this really your tip today Matt? You're this make is my tip off. of the day baby <laughs> So Matt Share
4: with the audience what your colors are. <laughs> well, it was funny because one person told me one thing, another person told me another thing. One person told me earth tones, that stick with earth tones, beiges, um, tan grays. And then another person told me the complete opposite side of the spectrum, which was uh, bright blues, deep reds. So, I mean it kinda of led me in a direction but at the same time it's uh it's something I I use and I actually have used it in buying my buying shirts and and uh you know somebody else said dark jeans which I never wore dark jeans before and, until now and uh I've gotten a lot of compliments on her.
0: We're we're laughing, but this is really so important because you know, um Matt, you work with a lot of teens, and I think it's so important what you're saying, honestly. You know, can you just share, like, the best advice to give to a teen to put their best foot forward when they're presenting themselves in school or in other situations, you know, really quickly?
4: Well, um, I'm sorry. What do you you mean, Gail?
0: Well, in other words, you know, you're you're sharing with us about your colors. I'm sorry. This is not funny. Uh, You're sharing with us about your colors. But, you know, as someone who gives advice to teens, okay, you know, it's not only adults putting their best foot forward in the way they present themselves. It, it, is it not only important that we that our uh, teens also put their best foot forward in how they dress and carry themselves as well?
4: I completely agree. And it's actually in my book, 50 Tools to Success and Personal Power for the High School Student. It's actually one of the tips in the book was, Make sure your attire—this isn't the exact the exact wording—but make sure your attire matches what your vision is for yourself. So, if your dream is to be uh, whatever it might be, if your dream is to be, uh, say, say if you want you now, hypothetically speaking, if you want to be whatever an entrepreneur of sorts, would somebody look at you the way that you dress, and would they trust you? Would they trust you by what you're presenting to the world? Are your, je- are your jeans slacked hanging off your butt? You know, are you wearing an old ripped up pair of jeans? Are you wearing, you know, do you have, you know, do you, are you presentable? You know, if you, if that's where you want to go in your life, the direction you want to go it doesn't have to be 100%. I mean, I, I was, you know, I didn't always dress as professional as I do today at 29 years old when I was a teenager, but at the same time, Are the clothes that I'm wearing, are they aligned with who I feel, who I am, what I stand for, and where I want to go? And in the book, there's guidelines about getting clear about who you are, getting clear about what you stand for, and getting clear about where you want to go. There's three action guides that kind of lead people in that direction, get clear about those big questions in life. And then one of the tips is, does the way you present yourself through your attire, through your dress, Does that uh, – are those two things aligned? And very often the answer is no, not at all. (laughs) And, you know, it's just one little – it's called clarity. You you find something pretty crafty to think about it, and and it opens doors. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't care who says what. I'm I'm in a lot of social circles, and you are judged by the way that you dress.
0: That is very true. And, you know, with that said, Matt – Okay, uh, kids out there, don't take this tip that I'm going to leave on on behalf of what Matt said. Take Matt's tip and not the tip I'm about to say. It would not be a good idea to wear a red shirt and green pants and argyle socks if you're going to school. The kids will laugh at you. <laughs> I had to have fun with that with Matt.
4: Unless, unless I was actually just looking at a GQ magazine and uh, that seems to be in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, everyone, it's time to close our I, show I, but, every, and I think, I think you everyone might need to be
4: a GQ model to pull it off, though.
0: Okay. All
2: right. Well, here we go, and it's time to go, guys. Take care. All right, you guys. Thanks a lot.